Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Cantina MX Football Podcast. We're back. Obviously, Tata has lost his mind, had a controversial press conference where he defended Raul Jimenez and basically admitted that he's going to leave Santi out of the World Cup. And, of course, today, Mexico played at Iraq and his usual suspects scored. So we're going to talk about that match. We also have some coaching carouseling going on. Piojo was fired from Tigres today. Larcamón is no longer with Puebla. We're trying to figure out who's going to be Tigres' new coach. A lot of rumors going on. And uh, we're going to waste no time. Let me welcome Joel to the podcast. Joel, how are we doing? Greetings, Jaime. I got to see some of that Mexico game. You could call it their slump buster. Let's hope that's what it is. <laughs> and, not, and not just they, they, they played a rival that's very weak. Yeah. And for everyone, uh, you know, trying to scratch their heads around this, like why would you go after a team like Iraq? And it's, I guess the, the idea behind it is you're going to be playing, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia and they're from that same region. So similar style, but yeah. I, I disagree there, but I mean, it's the, I guess they're just trying to like, you know, match rivals, you know, you're going to play against Argentina. You're going to, so they, you played against Colombia in, uh, in San Francisco and then they play against Sweden next. So I guess that's like the closest opponent, uh, equivalent to Poland Sweden or Switzerland, Sweden, Sweden. Okay. I thought, I, I guess I misheard. Um, yeah, this, and because I was hearing in Spanish, and they're pretty similar. Uh, Suiza and Suecia. Suecia, Suiza, yep. Yeah, so I guess uh, I misheard it. But, yeah, that's what they do, Jaime. They try to play a rival that's, even though sometimes it doesn't make sense. Like, uh, I think uh, some team played Mex because they were going to play the U.S. And it's like, <laughs> It's nowhere near, you know. They're they're not similar at all. Um, but I think also sometimes you just need a a whipping boy, something to <laughs> remind you of of your power levels, you know. Yeah, and you know the the last Mexico match was the the one over there in Santa Clara that we covered, and I mean for the first forty five minutes it was. Mexico's best performance in a very long time. And it felt like, okay, okay, you know, maybe, maybe he was just trolling everybody during qualifiers and he didn't want to, he didn't want to show the final form for Mexico. And then in the second half, you know, the game turned on its head and the media turned on their head and everybody in that press conference was, it, it was, there was a lot of tension in that room. And, um, I noticed him just being like mentally checked out and being stressed out. So, Obviously, you go uh, a week or two before the World Cup. You want to have a uh, signs that things are going in the right direction, especially after what he's what he said yesterday. And you get a four zero a victory, and and more importantly, the people that scored those goals. Obviously, Alexis Vega's in great form, um, but some of the players that have been criticized: Funes Mori, Gallardo. And Antuna, players that, 
you know, Tata has has called on time and time again, despite the form, despite what they're actually producing at the club level. And today they all scored, and it's like everybody just lost their minds, bro. They're all pissed off. They're upset about this victory. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Fans are very fickle. If the team ends up doing good, they're going to forget. They're going to forget how much they criticize or how much they hate it on next player. Uh, if the team does bad, then it's uh, I told you so. It's like, do you want to be right or do you want to win? You know, like you can't. I, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like fans criticize Mexico for not winning matches and, and and lack of scoring goals, and today they got that. But they're not happy with the people that scored. You know, it's like <laughs> they're no good for this you know country. They they you know Funes Mori he hasn't been playing well. Blah blah blah. So it's um, I'm sure Tata enjoyed that victory today. I think that was the first time uh, we saw him smile in a long time. I've, yeah, but I've the been... rival was like did not help. Uh, Iraq, they were saying on when you see on that Iraq got there, they went and like did their shopping. The next day they uh, <laughs> recognize no, they practiced for fifteen minutes, and then the day after they just recognized the field. But they they oh. helped they helped us a punching bag. But you really want a punching bag so early? I mean, so close to the World Cup. Usually, like, you know, punching bags, like, you're going away game from your home country. But when, you know, the World Cup's, well, like, two weeks away, you kind of want to be seeing what you need but, to prove against top competition. I, I agree, but I think they already know. I think they already know because it's been three years or what have you. And I think that sometimes you need that confidence booster just to remind remind yourself which you're capable of. Um, so I don't, I, I, you know, it does help having these top, these top uh, opponents, but it's not necessary for every opponent to be like, you know, Brazil, uh, France, you know, you, every now and then you need, you need that whipping boy. Well, again, like the, the, the reasoning behind why Iraq is because we have Saudi Arabia in our group stage. And just to give you a little bit more context, USA played Saudi Arabia because they have Iran in their group. So they're just playing similar, you know, rivals in, in that region. And USA tied that game with Saudi Arabia, but it's scoreless 0-0. So, I mean, I don't know. I just feel like you can't choose. Like Iraq, they just got collected a check, went, went to Spain, whatever. Uh, they're not going to be in the World Cup, so... Um, you know, Tata did everything in his corner to get whatever he needed to get out of that match. And he's made it very clear from the start that like he has three different opponents and he's going to approach them three different ways. And he's going to be calling on players that might not be in form, but I guess they fit his puzzle piece for those matches. There's even a rumor that, you know, he might use Talavera as as a they might rotate Ochoa and Talavera for some of these group stage matches. And I don't oh, know. Damn. I don't know how you guys feel about that. Uh I don't know who started that rumor, but I think he like confirmed like today in the press conference that Ochoa is the goalie. Oh. Yeah. The he also confirmed that the players are cut already now. 
And apparently the only one that was not cool with it was Fernando Beltran. Because all the other ones that were cut, uh, they joined uh, this tour, knowing that they were already cut. Oh, I see. So Beltran chose not to go on the tour? Correct. Uh, I would have gone. Yeah, I would have gone as well. That's what Tata said. He's like, you know, it's great experience. Cut. they already know they're cut, but it just speaks highly of them. So they're still willing to show up and represent their country because they know how important yeah. it is. And they get to see what it's like. You want to be in that type of atmosphere. You want to see what that World Cup atmosphere is like. Uh, what it's like. How the players are as well, too, because you can learn from that. Yeah, um, but here's the thing. Tata's not going to be around for the next cycle, so why does he have to go try and show face for a coach that obviously didn't rate him and is going to not... for you too, Jaime. Huh? You're getting that experience. You don't have to think about the coach. At the end of the day, though, like, you can... All right, so, like, you can go to this thing and get the experience and just be, like, a whipping boy. But then whoever takes over the next cycle might not even like consider you at all even though you like did everything to show face and, and yeah, but so what? it's it's very obvious that this job is very like what's the word subjective and co- coaches will go with their yeah. gut and coaches will go with the players that they trust despite the the data showing otherwise and and like other players inform so whoever yeah but you, you don't think it's gonna help you having that experience of like living through what it's like uh, you know, doing that proceso and and being in that type of environment, even seeing how some of these players handle certain situations. I mean, there's a lot to take from that. Where you go just for the experience. Like I did, I did a job as um freelance. I didn't get paid, mm-hmm. but I was working alongside, you know, real journalists, and it it was. You know, I often get to learn a lot of shit, and, and so I, I, I feel it's his last one. They're not gonna go to the Qatar, are they? It was just for the warm up games, right? Yeah, it was just for these warm up games, yeah. and uh, the other guys chose to stay, except uh, Beltran. He's like, "Yeah, I'm not even going," which I agree. I think should have gone. I think not going kind of like makes you look bad because it looks like. You're only on the boat when it benefits you, and uh, when it doesn't, yeah. like, screw this cool. team. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Maybe he wanted a vacation. And, and wait, this is the other thing. He he did get called up a few times with Tran, even when he wasn't getting playing time at Chivas. I believe yeah. he got called up to some games. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, even for that alone, dude, and you know, was- that loss to Tigres, I mean, Beltran disappeared for the rest of the tournament. I don't know what he was expecting of actually making the list. Yeah. Like, he didn't show anything to, like, be um, with those top 26. Especially with a lot of Pachuca guys in that midfield who did show the work. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you guys feel about, like, Tata saying how he basically called out Santi Jimenez and saying, hey, look, He's not getting minutes, and I, uh, you know, we have too many nines. At the same Seems time, like to me. at the same time, uh, defending Raul Jimenez and Funes Mori, and yeah, it seems like a contradiction. I mean, he he talked about how 
important it was to stay in Europe and how, you know, it's that top level soccer. And then he leaves the one guy that's in Europe scoring goals for two Liga MX players. <laughs> yeah, like he should have just said the truth. You know, I got my system. I got my guys. Yeah. Santi's uh, not part of that. Because when he said that, he should look like an idiot. Because one, if you add Santi's and Funes uh, Mori's minutes from when Santi was at Liga MX and so now he's in Europe, their minutes are pretty similar, but Santi has more goals. Uh-huh. Uh, another thing, Funes Mori was injured for two months. Uh, Raul Jimenez hasn't played the game in two months. So how are you going to just, how are you going to criticize Santi for a lack of minutes when the other guys are not playing and are not scoring? At least take the guy who's scoring every 45 minutes. Yeah, dude's playing in Europa League, scoring, like, game-winning goals. And R- Raul Jimenez, bro, like, he's coming off of a, another injury. Not the head injury, but, like, I think he pulled his groin or something. And Correct. Yeah, it's like, dude, th- those injuries are not, like, those take months to heal. And you can't really do anything to, like, speed up the process. It kind of just heals on its own. You can do certain stretches and stuff, but... Pulling your groin is no, is no joke. Yeah, and to be honest, I'm not even that upset at that. I'm more upset like at uh, Jimenez because at least when his Morty's like healthy now, he scored. Yeah, but like Jimenez is like, dude, you've like been like non-existent since the head injury. Mm-hmm. Now you have this other serious injury since August that hasn't allowed you to perform. Uh, Wolves when I got Diego Costa, it pretty much looks like they're gonna get rid of you at the end of the season. Like, there's no reason for you to be occupying that spot. If you really want to go to the World Cup, go as a guest. Like, ask thoughts if you can go to the team. <laughs> but we're literally waiting to, like, the last 48 hours of the World Cup to see if he can play or he cannot. Obviously, drop yourself. Let the guy doing it. If you care about your country yeah. or you're, and you respect your teammates, let's drop yourself and let you go. I agree. But... And all the promos that I've seen, he's in them. And the, yeah, you bring me to it, Jaime. And the Panini stickers and all that stuff. It's all Raul Jimenez with his little freaking helmet on. Yeah, and a lot of that stuff, it's negotiated way before. And I wouldn't be surprised because he was like pretty much the biggest name at that point. And it had become obvious that Cheech and the other guy weren't going. So, like, if you're... With the sponsors, that was the best logical choice, and then to to invest all that money, and then he's he's not going. Um, so yeah, I think I think there could be some extra cancha there sometimes, you know, business as usual. Um, I remember something similar for French '98. Campos was playing like ass and but he was already like in a lot of the promotions and the commercials and stuff he he ended up going despite not being in form um you wanted you wanted i did i thought adolfo rios had been the better keeper going into that i mean his game in 97 against brazil dude he was doing one-on-ones against Romario and Finan, Ronaldo. Ronaldo. And, dude, it was just seeing him block some 
he would do the, um, I think they call it El Cristo. They come out and they just ex- extend their arms, you know, they slide. And it's at that point, you're just, you're going to get hit, man. Ooh. But yeah, he was, he was in really good form and he didn't even make the squad. <laughs> in the end, I think Campos had a great World Cup. In oh, he did. He did. Yeah. No, he did. He had a good one. I'm not denying it. But what I'm saying is, in the lead up, he he looked bad. He was looking bad. Yeah. He was. Uh, he wasn't at the, you know, he wasn't the campus that people. I, I guess you could. No, I would. I would want to compare it to Ochoa, but not even. <laughs> to me, he looked worse than what Ochoa. And that's Ochoa saying a lot. A few, he's had a few mistakes here and there. I don't know, man. That's saying a lot to say that uh, Gapos was in worse form than Ochoa because Ochoa has been pretty, pretty ass for for we for America. Honestly, <laughs> though, I feel like his biggest mistakes are that's the Luca game, which obviously was the most important ones. Mm-hmm. But it seems yeah. like throughout the season, like he wasn't like yeah. terrible. He, I think he had like early on get a mistake where he like came out and like obviously never never comes out right. But besides that, he's pretty solid. No, and and you know what? A lot of keepers make some of the same mistakes, but the spotlights are just on him because he's the big name. So it, they always amplify it more for him. Yeah, and sometimes I feel like something's exaggerated. Like you know how everyone says that uh, Mexico's terrible at defending set pieces. I'm sure yeah. there's like every country says something similar about their national team. Like, oh, this seems terrible at this or that. Mm-hmm. Like, there's always going to be something to criticize, but I just don't... I, the keepers are level with uh, Salavera and Cota. Ochoa is definitely the better option. And then Acevedo, you could argue that uh, Tata's personality is not the high-risk type. He doesn't want to risk uh, that kind of goalie going into the World Cup. Yeah. And also lacking some experience. I don't think Acevedo's even played a tournament for Mexico. Yeah. And, you know, typically the goalkeeping department has never been an issue for Mexico. Mexico's always had great goalkeepers. And that's the one position I've never really had to worry about. But it is unfortunate that you can't bring in, like, a young gun just to, sit, you know, just go through the experience like you guys mentioned. You just go through going to Qatar, going to a World Cup, and using that as a catalyst for 2026 and and trying to get your, your name in there for the next one. Overall, though, we are approaching the World Cup, and it, it sounds like Tata has his 26 list. When is this list coming out? Is it after the Sweden game? Yeah, I'm assuming yes. After yeah, all the friendlies are played. Yeah, he said the people that were cut already knew, but that he's highly respected that the media hasn't found out, which means the players have kept their mouth shut. So he's probably going to drop it after the friendly. Mm. I'm like, yeah, why, and you why know, wait? Just fucking say it, man. Like, why is he being a little bitch? Maybe injury. Maybe an injury or something. Yeah, he's probably well, like waiting last minute. Like, He's trying to see week. if Raul makes his first steps. <laughs> if he can crawl or anything, man. If he can get up. 
I know I, he's he's already ruled out uh, Tecatito. He says it's just not going to happen. So Tecatito's out. Chicharito's out. I, I think Raul is catching more shit because of Jimenez. Because uh, I think if no striker is being left out, and, and it's because, and you know, let's keep in mind, there's three extra players, I think, three or four, mm-hmm. compared to previous World Cups. So I wouldn't... I wouldn't blame it on, on you know, it's it's a coach decision who's deciding how many players of what position to take. But I feel if you we didn't have that problem, no one would care. So I think it's a player that. No, but people do care. It. Like Wolves, they they played in the cup today against Leeds. Jimenez, at the same time, he was. Uh, on the bench for Mexico. After the game, they asked the Wolves coach, because uh, a lot of fans were complaining, like, why is he with Mexico when we have a cup game? Uh, and the coach said, I had no idea, but uh, Mexico has communicated with us, and they said even though he went to the bench, uh, he was not uniformed to take field. And uh, we were very upset because Raul is nowhere near being ready to a suit up for a game. And then they said that Mexico told him the reason he was on the bench was for his mental well-being. So if his club, the one who pays him, are upset that he's sitting on the bench and they're saying he's nowhere near being the game and we're like, what, two weeks from the World Cup, what are we doing? Yeah. Yeah, but but that's more to do with... That's more to do with um, if they're going to sell him and whatnot. They don't want to risk him getting... Injured again, and now he's he's worthless, dude. You know, salvage title. We got a salvage title. You're afraid he's gonna collapse in his injury again, like a week before the World Cup. Yeah, but but see, what are we doing with him? No, but see, what I'm talking about, no one cares. I mean, the fans. I mean, as fans of of the team, not so much like the club, but national team fans. So national team fans. I feel like if we didn't have the whole controversy with the strikers, they would not care because I think he's a player that's kind of earned it. You know, he he pretty much rescued Mexico back in that Panama game with that bicycle kick. Bro, that was like eight years ago or some shit. Yeah, to me, to me, that dude, that doesn't give you a free pass, unlimited free pass. Would, would you have preferred Mexico to miss? Zuzi's the yeah. one for the goal with the U.S. No, I'm and just saying. All, and and if yeah, you look at he, Jimenez's career, has he really earned it? Like at Benfica, with the national team, less than ten with games. National team, though. Wait, wait. I know, but we're talking national Dude, team here. We literally not, have not the, the all-time goal scorer who's still active. He doesn't get a pass. Know, Why but, does Raúl get a pass? Because he he did that important goal that. Oh my God! Kept made. Dude, Mexico loses that game. Raul has not even scored a World Cup goal, man. Javier has four. Javier has four. You guys got to see that Brazil World Cup. To me, he deserves a free beer anytime he goes to a bar. Just for that Chilena alone, here's here's your beer, dude. You did the country proud. You don't forget our heroes, man. You guys are quick to send them to the grave. I don't have a problem with Raul Jimenez. I have a problem with him... Like get, taking up a spot that could be used by a player that's in form. That's just but that's what I mean. He's it's because it's 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 Jimenez that's going to be left out. If it was 
some other dude, no, Beltran, nobody will give a shit. But it's 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 the possibility of leaving out one of the strikers that's in top form and at a time when Mexico strikers are ass. So I feel like he's getting blamed, but it's not his fault. Oh. Well, this is worse than 2010 because in 2010, the issue that Chicharito was like the hot wonder kid and they were not starting oh. him. But when he came yes. on, he scored his goals. This time, you're not even giving yourself the benefit of taking the young wonder kid mm-hmm. who can come in the last 20 minutes and do what he's been doing in Europe, scoring you a late-minute goal. What you're doing is you're taking Funes Mori, who's been hurt for two months, and you're taking Raul, who's walking on one leg, and completely getting rid of that young wonder stud that might give you a late-minute goal. You're literally no, I... helping the foot. Because if he takes yeah. Raul and Raul gets injured, like he comes on on the, on the sub. That's a liability. Injured, you're screwed. Might as well just took he... Mendes from the start. You know, even if it's not on Raul, I would still, like if I'm federativo, I would still like make a case or push really hard to have Jimenez in the squad. Because you also have to think long term. And this is a guy that, if he maintains that, could very well be with the selection, you know. And you want those type of players already um, in the squad, and it, it does feel like a huge waste not not playing him. I I would say worse than when Jonathan was left out. Yeah, I don't know, man. I really hope that does not that that pig-headed and takes yeah. him. Yeah, I've been a Tata believer, but I can't defend this. Yeah, and and this is concerning the fact that we have three extra spots this year, man. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's like, <laughs> yo, how do you still fuck this up? And we have three more spots to give you a chance to do things right, and you still pick the wrong people. It makes no sense, dude. Jimenez is like poster boy, dude. I, I think he's that type. He has that personality, even that look. He scores that one goal, and the next day he's he's in the posters everywhere, like that night commercial. Remember with the yeah when the player do something good, and then it's, you see all the positive effects. Yeah, did that one. that's that's kind of how I feel he is. Um, and the national team they want a player like that. That you know they used to promote the whole selection. Uh, so I don't know. It's it is very surprising for me that they'll just not, you know, risk another Vela type incident. And you know what's funny? I mean, you had uh, Jimmy Lozano on the cover of FIFA 2006. Ah, yes. And he didn't go to the World Cup, and he was on the cover. Yeah, he was one of the. He was like when Bora was at, at the. The coach, he was one of his boys, and uh, La Puente just left him out. No, this is 06, it was La Volpe. God damn, what am I mixing? <laughs> oh, you said Lozano, Jimmy Lozano, yeah. I was thinking Joaquin del Olmo. Oh, okay, okay, Joaquin del Olmo, and um, he got into some BS through America. And I think that could have been it because, um, and that's why they fired Leo Benhacker. Mm. 
his, his second time around. And this is from Ben Hacker's mouth. You know, he, he said it in an interview, live interview, and he said how. And, and this was an interview with, with uh, Cuauhtémoc. Cuauhtémoc had a, like a TV show or something. And he had a couple other guys there. I forget who they were. Um, I think that Olmo was there himself. Mm-hmm. But Ben Hacker talked about how one of the directivos America was like, don't play this guy anymore. We're having some contract dispute, bench him. And Ben Hacker was like, the fuck I will. And he, <laughs> he played him and he said the next day, he got the phone call, pack your shit, you're going home. Damn. And he left and he ended up taking uh, Del Olmo to Holland. He played with him in Vitesse. Oh, I didn't know that. But, yeah, he, he went and he, he did good. Um, but he ended up, I think that's why they left him at the World Cup too. Damn. Our uh, shenanigans. Another thing is, do we really need three goalkeepers? Um, yes. What, what country actually uses the three world keepers? I you don't, like but you need, you need, need wait, just really quick. You just need it because, you know, you always have one in the bench and the one playing. And so if one gets injured, you're kind of asked if the, you know, you, you kind of leave yourself. Yeah, but you have the list of 50. So from the list of 50, if you get an injury, you can call someone up, right? No. Then what's the whole point of turning the pre-list of 50? Well, I mean, I think the injury is before the tournament. Yeah. So if they get injured before the tournament starts, I think it's within a day or something like that. I'm not exactly sure what the time frame is. And then you could replace them. But what's the cup kicks off? The, that's it, right? Yeah, I think once the tournament starts, you can't just then like that's why. Yeah, yeah, you can't switch up. You have to use who's there, and that's why they take if the. If you're out, keepers. you're out. You know, if you break a leg, you're done for the tournament. You can't replace that player once once the kick once the game yeah. kicks off. Hmm. I, I okay. think Romario got booted like a day before or two before. Was it how? Romario, I remember they booted him right from the World Cup. Why? He was doing, he did some shenanigans and oh. they, they cut him off, man. And, and I think it was like, I got to see if it was within three days or a week, but I know it was like really close and they kicked him out. I don't know what he did. He was known for, you know, his mother. <laughs> Hmm. One thing that's uh, interesting, I've been the Netflix documentary for FIFA came out today. Oh, did you see it? And I've been it's oh. a it's a series, so it's like a couple episodes. So uh, I was watching that before we hopped on, and um, I don't want to like spoil it for anybody, but there's no spoilers anyway. It's, like, <laughs> it's basically. A- one thing that I thought was interesting is like Jack Warner was like obviously a very influential person in FIFA and he basically had the whole like Caribbean on his side and they did what he said. And one thing that I didn't realize is like for presidential elections for FIFA, every country gets a vote and yes, you know, continents like 
Conmebol get kind of fucked over in those scenarios because yes. they, they only they get like ten votes. They only got ten. And basically, if you want to be the president of FIFA, you have to win Concacaf because we have like over thirty. And... Yeah, and it's it's all it's all banana countries. Like really, some of them don't even have professional soccer. Yeah, they have fields with like no stands. It's just a field. Yeah, it's I like Kits and Nevits and uh, Turks and you know Turks and Caicos. Yeah. Oh. Curaçao, there's a bunch yeah. of these little islands. They even added islands from South America. Suriname and I think Guadalupe. Yeah. A couple of them. Yeah, it's it's that's how the voting um that's how the voting picks was in. That's where the mm-hmm. FIFA messed up earlier. Um a lot of this stuff came out years ago. So I recommended this book. It's called How They Stole the Game. Mm-hmm. It's by David Yallop. It's kind of hard to find in bookstores, but you could find it online. Um, and it's he. This guy goes in depth because it's an investigative journalist, and he was probably the first one that was exposing Chuck Blazer and um, Jeff Jack Warner. Warner. And, and he will go up to their face to ask him these questions or. He'll be waiting for them as soon as they cut out of the airplane. And he exposed a lot of this stuff way before FIFA gate. And he goes into um he goes into detail about how Joao Avalanche was the was kind of set it in motion. And he was the Brazilian guy that ended up winning the presidency. So that's kind of Joao Avalanche kind of figured it out. Of like, okay, there it's one vote. Every country gets a vote, and Europeans were kind of smug, and so he's like, "I'm gonna go to all these third world countries and just buy them off." Yeah, or make them these promises. The other dudes didn't seem to care, so he either bought him off or made him promises for like TV rights or or like mm-hmm. some tournament, which is that's why you. Part of it, why you see all these tournaments started popping up under 17, under 20. Yeah, it's know? just like... Um... Because, because now you're, you've are you got more stuff to negotiate with mm-hmm. and um, countries can have, like, they might not be able to host a proper World Cup, but you could host the under 17. You can give them a little, you know? a little something. Anyways, I was trying to yeah, prove my point then... real quick. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, it's all I'm good. Sorry. We can go, We can go into it, but uh, basically what I wanted to say was like, Jack Warner, Trinidad and Tobago, uh, the team qualified to the World Cup. They were super happy about that, and they went into like his office to negotiate. Hey, like this is gonna be this is gonna be our cut. They're like the players were like, all right, we want to get like fifty percent of this and seventy seventy percent of the, or thirty percent of this. And Jack Warner is like, that's okay, that's fine. And they walked out of that office thinking like, wow, I can't believe that just happened. And then once the World Cup kicks off. They get like a like a bill or whatever, like a sheet, and it shows like their cut, right? And it's like they basically charge them for the hotel, the airfare, and everything. And at the very end, the players only got like eight hundred dollars a piece. <laughs> and, and yeah, man. And Jack Warner, um, you know, walked away with like the fifteen million that that the that Turned and Tobago had generated from like the just going to the World Cup and the whatever the bonuses and all that. And one of the players, Sancho, was, like, very vocal about, like, what had happened. 
because they were bringing it up during the World Cup, and basically the coach says, "I can't play you." Like I've been asked to like you've been blacklisted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, dude, it went more than that. He would since he was the you know he was he had um, he had control over the FA uh, and turning that in Tobago. He he would get the World Cup tickets and then he would distribute them to like a family member and that was the only agency you could use if you wanted to go to the world cup that's crazy yeah and he did a, like a lot he was he was like they're very corrupt him and uh chuck blazer chuck i think chuck blazer is the one that brought him in and none of them were like food they weren't really into football mm-hmm. they didn't have backgrounds in football they sort of figured it out. They're like, you know, and it's very similar. That's why I mentioned Joao Avalanche because he, he's the one that started doing that. And he's, he probably just took a page from this guy's book. And and he's like, I'm going to, you know, they were doing all the legwork here and going through all these little Caribbean islands. Yeah, it's a really good series. I'm not done with it yet but i've dude i've been watching it just like wow this is like the rabbit hole goes deep bro like oh dude i could talk to tell you yeah (laughs) but it's corruption is on another level and it's crazy how like at the end of the day it did affect the players on the field and who plays where so if fifa can do this i i'm 100 percent now convinced that like when it comes to the mexican national team Oh, dude, are you fucking kidding me? I don't even know if Tata is allowed to pick the players, dude. I, I'm I'm honest, bro. Like at this point, like he might be a puppet. Like, who knows? Yeah, I know. I do think I do think the Federacion does have a say, and I mean the Federacion is pretty much all the club presidents. So if you're a coach that you make your living in Liga MX, you don't want to burn all those bridges. Um. For someone like Tata, I guess they just they just give him the handsome payday, man. He has, uh, you know, he's, I wouldn't be surprised if he's one of the top earners, at least probably in top 10 of, of what a coach is making. Yeah, I don't know about them like, imposing lineups and stuff like that. Cause, I mean, we saw Sodio had the freedom of doing whatever lineup rotation he wanted. But, no, it's a lineup, but maybe a player like yeah, maybe like I think player like selection eight. for sure. Yeah, we need yeah, like three, four, five guys on the team for sure. Like Chicharito, I don't know what he did to piss off the FMF, but I mean that player's been obviously blacklisted. Like we 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 talked about it, Jaime. You I know forgot. we. Yeah, yeah. He he supposedly got Yonde Luisa's wife kicked out of an airplane. Damn. He got the guy that, um, and, and that sounds fucked up because you probably think she was going to go sit in her seat or something, or she's already sitting there knitting or whatever. Knitting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think he told the, um, the guy in charge of like setting up the flights and the hotels and all that. And because you remember the one guy that gets fired? He takes the you know, this is bothered. Yeah, well, he. He didn't really take the fall because he ended up doing that. Like he shouldn't have done it. Uh, he should have just gone to the whoever hired him and been like, "Hey, they, they're trying to get me to do this." 
um, I guess he was trying to be cool, but I think he told him like, hey man, we need to get these these Insta models in here, make some space. And they probably just put her in another flight. And she must have, you know, could have been another nice flight, but she could have been like, hey, you know, I got to the airport and, and, and taking another. And then they, you know, they found out. Yeah, it's just interesting. Speaking about coaches. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty petty. And I mean, he pulls a lot of marketing money, way more than he mentioned for drugs. I know, but would would you be cool if he did that to your family? Had her switch seats because he wanted to get switch some seats, on the switch, plane. Switch flights, switch flights. Uh, we'd have a serious discussion about things that you can do and cannot do because you're a player and I'm I'm the one in charge. But, yeah, but you... I I'm no maybe a suspension, a fine, or some shit. But are you tell me. You're getting rid of like your one of your top marketing guys, one of your top goal scorers for that. Yeah, well, he they said that the other players went to talk to him and that that Cheech was the only one that was like, yeah, I didn't do shit, you know, like he wouldn't he wouldn't own up to it. Well, did but you I do that. They came. He came out and Chicharito said that uh, they were like trying to figure out the whole bonus thing and how much they were going to make and all that. That was, that was during Germany. What? Germany. Yeah. Yeah. There, I mean, not Germany, when before they beat Russia? Germany. Uh, Russia, before the Germany game. Uh, that was the yeah, first game. Was right? That was that Mexico's. They were trying to, like, uh, figure all that out, and they kept asking him to be part of the talks, and he was like, I don't care, you know, give it to, like, the utility, the equipment managers. I'm like, I'm not, I, don't, I could care less about the money. And, uh, and even though that was um, during that moment, kind of like set that tension between him and other like top players on the team where it showed that he didn't want to like carry his weight. Like he didn't care about, you know, they're making sure they uh, got a good cut. A good that's not what Guardi said, man. It was well, an what Chicharito said, like, look up the interview. It's coming out of his own mouth. Yeah. Well, I don't know, man. Don't well, that's know that's one side of the point. story. Yeah. yeah no, I'm, but I'm, I'm saying it's not like a rumor. It's not like something online. Like, you know, like a I don't, I, but you know, I, I find that hard to believe because that doesn't sound like something that the Selección would get pissed about. Uh, the one I've heard was that he got a bunch of players to, like, try to negotiate right before the game. And so FMF was like, all right, let's chill and let's... Damn. Let's try to wait after the tournament, and we'll we'll sit in the table. But this guy was trying to use the the game like kind of a boycott. And Guardado, in an interview, he's the one that said how Cheech was just kind of being aggressive, you could say. And and I I think that kind of set the table for souring his relationship because then I'm sure that they negotiate in favor of them, of the players. And then that's when you started still seeing all this desmadre with parties and whatnot. And you had a couple of them where it's just becoming a, just a really bad habit. I mean, if it's to the point where they're, where they're having the girls in the same flight or staying in the exact same hotel, 
it's just I, I don't know, man. That's to me is a lot of disrespect to the national team, to the to just everything. Like you're not, and it doesn't seem like you're taking it too serious. What about the version where where he uh, uh, he gets that guy fired? Yeah, that's we we that was the guy for he asked him to switch up the flight of John De Luisa's wife. Well, I guess I don't, I don't know if he said like I, one thing. I, it seems like it's a culmination of all these little events. Well, yeah, that, that guy was the one in charge of like like flights, hotels, and all that. So I guess he was using that guy to accommodate. And I don't think he probably didn't say, "Well, kick kick his wife out." He was probably like, "Make room." And he must have been like, this lady probably won't mind. She probably doesn't even like soccer. <laughs> it was well, just probably well, I would be surprised if there is like a player, like, click, like, you know, the top three, four, five most experienced guys. Yeah. Uh, where they do have some weight, some influence. Uh, Rafa Marquez had an interview the other day, and they asked them the same thing. Are you, like, responsible that El Cuauhtémoc then goes to, like, the World Cup? And he said, honestly, like, I've been a professional my whole career. I've never been the type of guy to tell the coach, don't play this guy, don't call this guy. Cuauhtémoc La Volpe already had beef. Uh, that's the way it was. Uh, so it just wasn't a good situation. But they asked him about the Chicharito thing. He's like, I'm not saying that's what's going on, but if Chicharito is being left out because some players don't want him there, uh, that's uh, pretty messed up. Like, you know, you should put all that to the side and, like, think about the national team first. So he yeah, didn't deny I... that that could be a possibility. But you can't trust that guy after he did that. He's a bad apple. Who trust? Marcus Chicha. or Chicha? Yeah. He crossed the line, and, you know, at that point, you get him on a list, and he's not allowed to come back. And that's just what it is. It might change with the new coach, but at this point, he's, like, 34 or whatever. I mean... This was his last chance at a World Cup. Man, I'm glad yeah. he didn't make it. Yeah? Are you happy with <laughs> the alternatives, though? I'm very Wait, happy he didn't, he didn't make it. But are, he, all right. never, he never started a World Cup game, did he? Who? Chicha? He started all three in Russia. How did that go for Mexico? What, what am I thinking of then? I'm not sure. Raul's never started. I don't even think. All right, I've I've said this before, and I'll say it again. All of Tata's choice for strikers combined have zero World Cup goals. Sure, Jaime, but that's in the past, man. Yeah, I know. That guy I... can't live off the past forever. It should be Henry, Martin, Santi, and Funes Mori. And that. Well, I mean, wait, wait. Does the broker? I don't think it would matter. Um. Some of these players, like Luis Hernandez, didn't have any World Cup goals going into '98. Yeah, but how many World Cup goals, World Cups did he go to? Well, I mean, and but also he, look he who you're running up against. You're going against Lewandowski and Messi. Did you see what Lewandowski did with Barcelona? How he got himself like a red card on purpose. What did he do? Uh, he just, got, like, do you mean he's saving his legs? The first thirty minutes. He, he and, what? Like, you could tell, and like it wasn't like slide tap or anything. It was like like jumping like hit somebody in the face with the elbow. Oh. But, like, it was, but, like, you could tell it was intentional. Like, all these guys are starting to take care of themselves. Uh, 
Benzema, everyone says he's injured. He's not. He's taking care of himself for the World uh, Cup. Oh, they're just trying to. But, yeah, that makes sense. But, but bringing it back to uh, Mexico, it's uh, Lewandowski's watching himself. Uh, he's out of Champions League, so he's going to want to win a ballon, uh, the golden boot at the World Cup. Dude, you get three, four goals against Mexico and Saudi Arabia combined. How dare you? you? That puts you in the top three <laughs> of the golden boot. Don't put that Messi, in that. Don't seen, put that out in the universe, bro. Hey, man, I'm just saying, Messi. You know the way Lewandowski ain't gonna do shit against. They're Mexico. gonna try to turn up against uh, Mex. Same thing, Mexico and Saudi Arabia. So they beat those, then uh, you know, right is a wrap. All of Mexico's World Cup chances come down to Poland. The first game, you beat Poland. It's the most boom. important, important game. Yeah. Yeah, it's big. Well, that, that's the stats. The the teams that uh, Poland is. Lose. They're all a bunch of bums, bro. Are you kidding me? We're we're Poland trembling over Poland. Yeah, they got Lewandowski. Big deal, bro. He hasn't yeah, done shit in the World Cup. Big man on an island, bro. Big fish you know, in a little the, pond. The, the stat has been the team that they lose their first game at a World Cup. They have like uh, 60%, I think, or over 60% chance of uh, going... Three and zero, like not making it past the group stage. There's well, very it's few big, teams. I think it destroys your confidence. I mean, you're basically out. Yeah, because it's you only have two more games, and then like say you draw. Well, the opponent doesn't get easier. That's the thing. The last one becomes, yeah, yeah. The last game becomes like a super must win. It's and, not like oh, yeah. we can bounce back against Argentina. No, we're gonna get our shit pushed in even more. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, man. You never know. Mexico, you win that first one, you Mexico can next two and probably still move on. But you lose that first one, you're forced to win the next two. Yeah, well, that '94, Mexico loses that first one to Norway, and then they beat Ireland and they tie Italy. Yeah, um, it's the group of death, too, man, against three European teams. Um, that was something else. But I think Max kind of since then, they've been like a, you know, a beast at the group stage. Outside of that is something else, but at least at group stage. Hey, it's time for these uh, these runs to come to an end. <laughs> for it better could. or for worse. Either 3-0 or quinto partido. I, that's what I'm saying, bro. It's like, we're either going to have the worst World Cup in, in my lifetime. Um or we're going to have our best run. And, like, there's no in-between, dude. I don't know. You're not feeling the typical play well the first game, then the other two suffer, suffer making the next round. And then that mm-hmm. round of 16 game, you play amazing, but lose to some stupid mistake. I think we're putting too much weight on Poland <laughs> as far as – I think we're respecting them too much. And they're not respecting us enough. That's how I feel about it. I agree with that. Yeah, like I think it's just Lewandowski on that team. But like you mm-hmm. saw Lewandowski versus uh, Inter Milan, where they were being left out of uh, the Champions League, and then those last ten minutes, he scores like two goals. Yeah, All but that's club, bro. Sucked, and he threw. Yeah, but what I'm saying is the whole team sucks, and like he he can like make stuff happen out of nothing. Poland overall sucks, but you know it's just a really tough guy to go up against first, especially when the strikers you're taking. Well, I'll be fair handy martin's in good form which is not the ideal guy yeah and i guess this whole like idea behind tata's like style it's like we're not gonna rely on a nine to get his goals you know 
I understand like his angle and what he's what he's how he's explaining himself. It's the ve- it's the very same thing that kept uh, Chicharito out of the lineup at Manchester United. They're like, oh, he's not a well-rounded player. We need somebody more dynamic. Like, uh, what do you mean after 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 Sven left? I mean, uh, after oh, Fergie. After Fergie yes, left. Yes, after Fergie left. Yes. Started giving like Welbeck minutes and all that because oh, he's more dynamic and he's more well-rounded and Van Persie and all that stuff. So it's just styles, bro. Styles, you know, coaches have their styles. They have their way of playing, and they're not going to change it for anybody. Especially one that like I don't know has a bad reputation for partying and being a loudmouth. So next week we're gonna do like our whole World Cup prediction, not just about Mexico, but like the whole thing. Um, but I do want to talk about the coaching carousel today. Uh, Tigres announced that Piojo has been relieved of his duties at Tigres, and also um coincidentally Larcamon from Puebla has uh, also ha- has been relieved of his duties so because the safest and biggest job security i think in the world is is being a coach in Liga Mekis what uh what teams are these guys going to and who's Tigres going to replace him with with Tigres it seems they weren't too happy yeah, that's right. They fired. They fired. Apparently, that's who Tigres is going for. And the other rumor that apparently Miguel Herrera is going to the national team. Oh, go! Oh, boy. I mean, he still got a long time. The Pachuca coach Herrera, at the end of the day, is probably still the best Mexican option for the national team. I don't think to sack Piojo just to keep him on hold for the World Cup. There's still a long time for for that. You know, he could play the season and then still take over. I think it had to do with how the season ended for Tigres and then his comments that the team was old. And then he, I think he had a contract to do TV. Yeah, so he has like a contract to do like some uh, broadcasting or whatever during the World Cup. Uh-huh. And they did. Tigres wasn't happy about that, they said. Yeah. We, like, scratched that and, like, actually stayed here playing the preseason. And he's like, well, I already got this set up. Obviously, he's going to make the money. So that's what I'm saying. That was one of the reasons they let him go. That makes sense. But at the end of the day, he's still, like, one of the top candidates for the national team. But why? Why are people basing that off just because he got fired? Yeah, we didn't base that on getting fired. No, a lot of people on Twitter but have, but... This guy, he let's uh, not forget Televisa. They they pick who goes into who who's the main the, yeah, the sporting director, man. And this guy had he's ruined that tie. He doesn't have ties with America anymore. This is just a situation where he got fired for being a loudmouth, and I'd expect him to be in MLS soon. <laughs> he's one of the better coaches in the MX. He's, he's expressed interest in going. He is. He still is. You, you're not going to win every single tournament. When's the last time people won something? It's been a minute, dude. And that Tigres team, I think, is being hijacked by those players too. Yeah, I, was, I wouldn't be surprised. That was one of my concerns got, too. They got emotional about those comments. Who you calling it, 
she's not lying though. It, it's a, uh, it, it's been aging for a while, you know. But it's hard to. Sometimes that happens where it's difficult to um, get rid of some of those guys because it's like they cut big contracts and then it's very few teams are willing to match it or they're going to be willing to leave because mm-hmm. some team's not going to pay you all that money when you might just have one or two seasons left. And I'm not complaining, but, I mean, it wasn't a stupid move on Tigre's part. You got rid of the coach, Duca, because, you know, you – felt his system was too old and you know it was like just so repetitive for the last 10 years or whatever but you keep the players you've been part of that system the whole time obviously you're gonna bring in a new coach also bring in new players that are more open to adapt to a new but style they were they were bringing players for him weren't they though he was getting a couple of his guys in that but i think it was gonna oh, be difficult to do a complete that, um the french dude but that was like more of a i don't think he has for that i don't think I don't think, yeah, I don't think he has for Talvin, but uh, he got that America guy, Cordova, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and a couple others that he, they were criticizing him. He, then this, this is the thing I think why it probably didn't work with Tigres because Piojo can get some kind of average Joes and make him overperform. And Tigres sort of, they want to be kind of like that big name club, you know, like big name player club where they they don't just bring in, you know, Joe Blow from Cholo. They want like some seleccionado from some Europe. team in Europe or wherever, South America, just kind of have that swag. And so I think that's one thing fans just didn't like. Yeah, uh, I think if Diego Coca joins Tigres, that'll be pretty interesting. I do think that there needs to be some investment in refuerzos, though. But oh, they, they could easily do that. We'll <laughs> see what happens with Tigres. I'm sure they're upset with just missing out on silverware and getting eliminated somewhat prematurely in the playoffs. Uh, as far as Larcamón goes, you know, earlier in the day they thought, oh shit, you know, they got rid of Piojo. It's going to be Larcamón at Tigres. I hope this guy stays in Liga Mekis. I just don't know where he's going to go. Well, well the he... thing they came out with, they said uh, the contract ended on mutual agreement uh, for yeah. his own best interest. So he's definitely yeah. making a move. Yeah, and he wanted to go since the previous season. And they managed to get him to hold on. And kind of good, I guess, that he played ball. Um even if he doesn't get a team right away, I still think he'll get one. He'll he'll wait after the World Cup. But he probably saw that they're gonna tear that team apart and he's like, I don't wanna go through this anymore. <laughs> he might go yeah, to America. Yeah. I mean they're the ones that wanted him. But then again, nah. he did finish pretty bad with Puebla, so maybe. He can put on his resume that he beat Chivas twice. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't go for him. Well, we no. had a uh, Iron Man come in. Oh, I forgot you guys are going to be the new Real Madrid. Yeah, no, I, I, we got Pau. 
the MLS reject, right? The Chicago Fire legend himself. Chicago Whoa, yeah. MLS reject. Do you he, see what he... they did to Pepe? <laughs> Wait, what happened? Pepe, uh, they left him off the World Cup roster. What about that? Damn. Who cares? He was going to be their wonder boy. Well, I'm just saying, man. Like, I'm about reading. The next Benzema. Uh, they made him uh, sell out. They promised him that he would go to the World Cup. He didn't have a chance going with Mexico, which is true. He didn't have a chance. If Jimenez don't have a chance, neither does he. But uh, the other thing with that, the fact that they, like, promised him the World Cup and everything, the guy they replaced him with has only been on the national team, like, for two months. Hey man, didn't Karma is a bitch. Was the guy that that saved them, right? Yeah, the, they had gotten up to a bad start, and he got that big win at Honduras. He and, scored. Uh, and... They were showing off, saying that the U.S. was going to take more Mexican Americans than Mexico itself, and then it wind up taking anyone. Now, some people are saying that there's like low key racism because Paula Riola, he was throughout the whole process as well, and he got dropped. For some guy who like just made jump the team, mm. uh, Ariel is a bum, man. Why are people talking about that guy? Why are you guys talking about the U.S. national team exactly. right now? <laughs> oh well, you said MLS rejects, so the reject. Like, uh, I was like, talking about I was talking about Pau, the coach. No, but if you guys would allow me, Pepe is he is the main example of smoke and mirrors in MLS. The the bells and whistles on Tude and you couldn't stop hearing about this guy on ESPN. Oh, he picked USA over Mexico. What's Mexico doing? And, and this guy could he couldn't cut it in Germany. He's he's the modern day Hercules Gomez. <laughs> I haven't followed his career we... after he left uh, D- or Dallas. Is he back in the states now or what? I have no clue. Oh, no, he's on loan to some team and. Uh... Holland. Oh, I see. Well, I mean, I, I really don't care about him, to be honest. Um, or the men's national team. We should team. go, Jaime. We, we need to care. That's new Chivas Franker reporter right there. I bring this, could be. All right, I bring this up every be. single time, and I'm waiting for someone to like answer this question. What Mexican-American player have we missed out on that we have regretted? Till this day, I don't have a, I don't have a player that I can name that says, oh, man, we really missed out on that guy. Not once, bro. There's none. Hey, but there's bunch of people. Advocate, neither has the U.S. As far as players we've taken from them, who, I mean, who have like, we taken from them? Uh, we took the Jonathan guy that played for Monterrey, and we Jonathan. promised him a, a World Cup CDM. Oh, Jonathan, um, uh, the scrub, Gonzalez, or whatever. Gonzalez. Holy shit! What happened to that guy? Uh, he fell off after Monterrey. Yeah. Fell off in the Caxa, and I don't know after that. Uh, and then Adalpo from Galaxy, same thing. They were hyped about Julian. him. We took him. Didn't even take him to the World Cup. Uh, his teammate, Alvarez, uh, you know, Satranza, the most talented youth. Yeah, most talented youth guy in MLS. Everyone loves him, everything. He has, like, the potential to be amazing. Same thing. Uh, Mexico hasn't really done much with him. Both those guys are terrible, though. Well, that's what I'm saying. Neither side has like come came out winning. Neither side has stolen a player. Has Mexico really even made an effort uh, up until recently? They haven't. They shouldn't. Those guys keep those scrubs, man. And uh, I'm surprised you didn't bring up David Ochoa, who like announced it on the Athletic. Like, hey, I'm choosing like Mexico, and like we're like, dude, who the fuck are you? (laughs) But you know what? what We don't even know who you are, bro. Who was goalie coming up? 
I, I disagree with you there, Jaime. I think what the U.S. does do is more or less they do produce decent, I'm not saying good or great, but decent goalkeepers. I think he should get a chance. Bro, he's at the very bottom of the pecking order. We can't even get Acevedo to go to the World Cup, bro. This dude's... This dude won't even be like the fucking the water boy for the Mexican national team right now. It's like he's for, so for sure. he's so far down the pecking order. It's not even funny. That's why I'm like, dude, that was career suicide picking Mexico over USA, dude. You should have stuck. You should have stuck with USA, bro. The best thing that could happen to his career is he he joins Chivas. That's the best thing that could happen to his career to maybe get a chance. You wouldn't want him. If he went, if he went, I don't, I don't watch MLS, so I don't know what he looks like. I don't know if he's any good. I, I've seen some uh, Twitter uh, videos where he's a uh, he's a shot, he's a uh, a penalty uh, blocker. Um, so he's pretty good at that. We yeah, lost two penalties in a row against Puebla. So, yep. Um. Okay. I, I'm, I like USA, I said, who like, cares about him? I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting on a player that, oh, my God, we missed out on the, you know, the, the next, you know, uh, Freddie Adu, but the Mexican one, a Mexican-American one. It's not happening. Well, you know who looks like a baller that we did beat him to? He plays for LAFC. I think his name is like Johnny Gonzalez or something. I don't know. Like it. He looks good, man. I, I, I'm looking forward to that one. Then again, it is the MLS. Smoking mirrors, man. Carlos Vela. Oh boy! Oh, congrats the on winning! Biggest... <laughs> I guess. No, go ahead, I'm. What happened? I'm just like this dude couldn't carry his team to a title, man. He he got subbed out, and and Gareth Bale had to come in and and be the man that Bell is supposed to be. But he took him there. He he took him there, Jaime. Yeah, but you're the Did captain of the team. Assist? Didn't he have an assist? In the, the captain of the team, bro. Why are you getting subbed out? Didn't he have an assist, though? I think because he's been injured. They didn't bring him in to give assists, well. They brought him in to score goals, man. Yeah, but if he assists, he's contributed to the... I'm not... I, all right, I'm just talking shit because I'm, I'm a hater, but... I mean, good for him. <laughs> um, I'm glad he's not going to the World Cup either. Um, he's just a player you don't... You just can't trust, bro. I don't know. They sold them off at the 97. I mean, I think you've been a little harsh. Yeah, very harsh. Nah, he's a coward. <laughs> I don't know about it. Bro, coward. if you're the captain of the team, you're expected to die on the pitch before leaving it. Like, you. you... Well, he didn't ask to get some doubt. Yeah. We don't know that. Plus, you bring on Gareth Bell, too. It's not like you were bringing in a youth guy or some shit. Yeah. How, yeah. how many how many goals did that guy did that guy score? I don't know. Who, who Bell in the in the season? Yeah, because when when he arrived, they it's like Messi arrived to the USA. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> uh, oh. Three goals. Yeah, three goals, zero assists. What a bombazo! <laughs> hey, but hmm? if you guys would allow me, I, I'd have to go ahead. I have to. I got a bone to pick, and don't. Get, like, I know you Chivas fans. You get vicious when I talk about you guys. <laughs> but, but on Twitter, I know I was waiting for the World Series. So congratulations to my Houston Astros. <sighs> but while I was waiting on Twitter, I noticed a lot of the Chivas fans. They were watching the on Twitter. They were tweeting about. They were shitting on Liga MX, and they were watching 
this uh, spineless, passionless <laughs> coward win that chocolate cup. Man, I'm not picking on you guys directly, but don't these guys get the MLS? Like, you don't have to worry about America or, these, or, or the Regio teams. You got to worry about those guys stealing Mexican players for you guys. Why are you hyping up this league for? Oh, man. I'm starting to see the tides turn. Um, I don't know. I, I just think, like, people are starting to really, like, fall for the MLS for some reason. And it, you know you know what it is? I think it's because... I think it's because they can root for the team like physically in in the stands. Yes, there you go, Jaime. You can. Yes, exactly. You're not winning that. You're not getting that experience on TV. And there's something else. But that's just one team. That's the LA Cholos. That's why they root for them, man. Let's say the final. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you said it's one team, but I mean, a lot of these teams are doing a good job of bringing in exciting player so I would go see Ridas you know I really like how he plays and if I had a chance I would like to go see him at the stadium um, I missed out on Slaton. he was scoring some amazing goals and I would have loved to have seen him play live and and so I think this is one thing this league is doing is they are bringing in some players like that I agree the overall quality is not good but you're still having a chance to see a player of of that caliber, and it's you know. You're you're right, Cole. It's only happening in certain cities. Yeah, well, but I mean, how dare you disrespect Nashville or uh, <laughs> Cincinnati? Yeah, but to, to play there as as a visiting team, you know. Yeah, but that. As a league, as a if you take that in account as as a as for the league itself, it's only a couple of teams that are doing that, and no one's watching on TV. Yeah, you know what really played out well for MLS was the fact that Liga Mekis had just ended, and I think they caught a lot of casuals just like, "Hey, fuck it, I got nothing else to watch." And I was mm-hmm. I was a victim of that. I was like, I was waiting for the World Series to start. I'm like, "Fuck it, what's on TV Saturday?" Oh, what the hell? Like, there's a the <laughs> Mickey Mouse cup? All right. See, see, Cole, I would believe you. I, w- I would agree with you. But that game was on during the middle of the day. Wait, if they had wait, any balls, a... hold, they hold put on. it up against college football or the World Series. Wait, wait up. I'm, uh, um, I'm just going to ask who, if, if who's not talking, just please mute. Because there's a lot of echo. And then just when you talk, unmute. Cool. Okay, yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, go on, go on, dude. Well, I mean, it'll be interesting with them now, what's going to happen now that Apple TV is picking up a whole league. Uh, but that is a good point. I mean, you're talking about your biggest game of the season. It's not a return in a way. It's just a one final, and they had it like in the middle of the day. It's kind of like, eh, it shows that MLS is still behind, obviously, baseball and football, but even hockey can't even compete with hockey or college football for some prime time. Yeah, I was, like, taken back. I'm like, wait, this is live? It's, like, noon. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is a final, like, and... Because, um... like, like you said, Jaime, 
they they planned it for that, like you said, to get casual. Yeah. Because they know they have to compete with other sports and other other things, but I think it worked for them, and they've been at it for a long time. But just my really quick take on MLS, because you guys seem seem very reluctant. But I'm like, uh, you guys are saying about Pepe. Who cares? Well, we should care because he's Mexican American. As Mexican American, wouldn't you want them or us at this point to be like dominant? You know, sort of like what the Morenos are to the NBA. You wouldn't want to have the same and people be like, damn, these 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 pochos know how to ball, and then they they made up the majority of of MLS. You, you guys seem to just want them to fail. So <laughs> I don't. I don't Come get on, bro. It. We're haters. We're hate Mexicans are haters, bro. <laughs> but as your kid, so, so think about how many you have a kid one day, and he's gonna be a soccer player. You wouldn't be like just just because he's sports already has one foot in, dude. Because because you know there's that image that he's gonna be really good. So I, that's why I think the more players play good, the better for us. Because then you start paving the way for more players. And which there has been more and more compared to when this started, like when the league started in 96. There wasn't that many. Now there's more. And, and I agree with you guys. There hasn't been one that's been like world class. But I, I feel it's as soon as one of them, you know, gets one of them cracks that, you know, one, then more, more people are going to start doing it. We have uh, Super Elbow joining the chat. Welcome. Oh, Codazo. Saludos, gentlemen. Saludos from uh, Vancouver, Washington. I've been trying to tag in Codazo for weeks now. And he's just, he's, he's like when the luchador gives you the, <laughs> the shoulder and he's looking into the crowd. <laughs> no, he's, man. You remember recently the, the, the partner's like fighting with someone in the crowd and his partner's getting the shit beat out of him in the ring. <laughs> no man, I, yeah, it's it's been you know how it is, man. It's just it's shit gets busy, but no man, it's uh, now I'm over in Vancouver, Washington, right now, getting some fresh air out here. But yeah, man, uh, no, the whole MLS thing and the and the the pochos, right? Yeah, it's something I think uh, that came up before, where at some uh, Hoyle had mentioned earlier that at some point there is going to be that one that we do miss. Um, and, and I do think that we should keep an eye on them, right? Especially since Chivas supposedly has that, uh, I guess they're going to go down that route right now with, uh, because of that exception they made with, what's his face? Uh, the Peruvian Ormeño. guy. Ormeño, yeah. So I assume they're going to go back to bringing in Bochos, right? So it's good. It, it should I don't know, help their their uh, their pool to be able to bring in players instead of having to maybe overpay, you know, for, I don't know, some freaking bum from, uh, from like, I don't know, freaking Veracruz or some crap. Brandon you know? Vasquez, right? He's the he's player that plays for Cincinnati, and, you know, Chivas had, had looked into him in the past, and he's Mexican-American, so... Yeah, I mean, I don't see any. I don't see anything wrong with that. Like, may, maybe the quality of play may not be the best, but who knows, man? Some of these guys might get a little. They might uh, improve a little bit playing over in Liga MX, right? And again, at some point, you know, we might actually hit the jackpot with one of them. 
I mean, hopefully, hopefully they're not all like El Homie, whatever the hell his name was. Joel, what was his name? Edgar Castillo. That's a, a little twerp. Got out, didn't he get off the plane or something like that on the way to like Honduras? Yeah, Wait, what he did like, he do? He he was supposed to go to the game and uh, he forgot his passport or some shit. Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. But, yeah, but no, I mean, look, if if the U.S. is 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 not taking some of the the Pocho players, right? Uh, teams like Chivas need to find talent elsewhere. It's a, it's a good setup. Eventually, some somebody's going to do well enough, right? And uh, I do know that it's it, at some point, and, and again, something that came up with Hoel in the past is that uh, some of the Mexican players are going to make their way over to MLS just to get playing time because of the amount of extranjeros out there in Liga MX. Yeah, well, we saw it with um, Cesar, uh, Carlos, I mean, Carlos Salcedo, right? He left Chivas for playing time to Tigres. Tigres was like, he was going to get even less. So he went to Rasa Lake and he got the playing time there. And then he was being scouted. He goes to Chivas and then he still ends up going to Europe. So he got to do that. But we're seeing it even with coaches. See, that's why I keep saying player, coach, who cares? If you could get that playing time, that coaching time, go do it. Because now look what we have. Tata was coaching at MLS. He's coaching the selection. He should have been disqualified from day one. She was was coach, was working at MLS. Well, (laughs) and again... (laughs) Was it Ricardo who brought it up? Uh, Piojo might end up at MLS. He might. Um, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't mean he's going to stay there. And, no, and one last one. He brought, he brought it up in the past, how, how much more attractive MLS has gotten, right? Whether yeah, it's the he, money he, or, or the, you know, the, the lack of pressure, whatever it might be. But it becomes attractive for, for, for various reasons, right? It may not be the quality is, of play. There is one coach um, at Atlanta. Um Yes, him is he's seems to be doing pretty good. And there was another one I wanted to mention that made their way back into Mexico. But I lost my train of thought. But I mean you already had what two, three coaches already at 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 the biggest teams. I mean that has to be an eye opener unless you just kinda wanna close your eyes and just make noise to ignore all that. But, you know, you see that happening and that makes it obvious there's been an impact already. I'm I'm blind. You're you're choosing to be blind, man. I don't see nothing going on over here, man. Ricardo, take that pillowcase off your head, man. (laughs) Well, Well, it's not necessarily uh... necessarily because it's good, but because it's there, you know. So it's not because uh, I'm not it's saying option. that because be, yes, because it's an option and it's it's right there, it's right next door. So it it's obviously not being ignored, and obviously um, in Mexico, football is actually paying attention. And oh, the other guy was um, Juan Cambios, right? He was at the Chicago Fire, and he still ended up in Selección. So. That's what I'm saying, that you're going to see more and more coaches or players that were in MLS that are or were at some point. And that's 
that's where I'm like, Mex needs to take advantage and they should be flooding this league with players. But for I, some reason or another, they, they shit the bed as soon as they get here. They, they can't become iconic. Right. No, and, and I, I think the, uh, again, MLS is not my favorite league by any means, right? But the same in, in the same vein, right? Uh, you have the U the U the U.S. takes full advantage of Mexico playing their games out here, right? Yep. And so they make a lot of money off of that. Mexican players should take advantage of the MLS being in in you know proximity to home. Why not? Right. Get get some players to get playing time. Right. Maybe at some point some of the MLS or the uh, Liga MX teams see them and say, okay, well this guy's a little better than we thought. Maybe a European team, whatever the hell, right? But these guys need to get playing time. I mean, that has been the Chivas strategy. We sent all our rejects over there. <laughs> we sent trophies. We sent uh, Van Ranking. We sent Carlos Fierro. We sent Alanis. I mean, I could go on. Nero Ronaldo. Oh, I have to pick your brain about something you just said, man. Yes. Yes. You said that none of the Mexican players come over here and become icons, right? Yeah, like I, 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 I just mean, like, Carlos, yeah. Carlos Vela is probably the exception because he stayed and then he won. But like, for example, Luis Hernandez, Carlos Hermosillo, there's been like a lot of big names and none of them really stayed long enough. Right. Well, was already an icon. Yeah, but he, he just stayed very little. Um, Rafa Marquez and a lot of these guys that they should have been dominant. Gio was the big letdown because I thought if you saw when he first arrived with the Galaxy, this dude was like messy ass scary game. He was scoring a goal, giving assist, and I don't know how long he kept it. All of a sudden, he fizzled out, disappeared. Um, but I do just really quick. My my whole hope has been like. When I grew up watching Liga MX, anytime uh, a club did a big signing, it was like an RG, and that would cause fans to get excited just because it was an RG, you know? And so it's like, well, why can't the Mexican player be that for MLS that when, when, they, when they sign someone, it's going to be someone that's going to... They know they're getting some value, dude, and not just some dude that comes here and half-asses it, you know? It's just been, like, maybe quite cool that, that did good, and then it's just too too little, too far apart. Well, the Mexican player doesn't even get that love in Liga Mekis. I mean, Mexican player gets picked up from one club to another. There's not really much uh, hype around the signings. No, but, but no, historically, no. Liga and Mex does have those icons though something yeah. that something yeah, that MLS icons. doesn't have but you become like an icon at your club your titles were the case but very rarely you have a Mexican player transfer from one club to another one and there's big hype big expectation for him to perform at the new club unless you go to like, Chivas for example cause... like America the players they brought on like Chucho Benitez you know America had a lot of hype Chucho Benitez coming from Santos, uh, you know, doing amazing what he's going to do at America. You don't have those type of hype with Mexican players jumping teams. Sure, but, yeah, you're right. But what I was telling Joel was 
here in M- here in the U.S. He was he was saying that there isn't any Mexican players that can be that icon. And I get what you're saying, but you got you got. No, wait, wait. Did you say Mexican American? Mexican Americans be icons? Yeah. No, no, no. I, I'm saying from Mexico. Yeah. No. When, yeah. That's they, what I meant. Yeah. The the Liga MX players that come over here, right? Yes. Yes. Those. Yeah. Well, none I have of them. Two. None of them. Uh, way. Yeah, like, you can come down here to Houston, you get a free ticket to watch a Dynamo, and no one's going to give a shit. Because <laughs> Herrera, vale madre, right? But, no, but you got to keep it in account in the U.S., the, the sports atmosphere, yeah, I would say it's more of a team thing than an actual icon thing. Because when you, when you think about Chivas, you think about certain players, right? MLS doesn't have any icons. You, can you name me one? Landon Donovan. They, yeah, Landon Donovan. They do have. Yeah, yeah he won titles. Yeah, they named like the trophy after him and shit. Eric Winalda? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, he walked down the street. I don't goal. think anyone knows him. He got a few. I think like the, 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 the fans of the club know. I think the last president icon was uh, Dempsey as far as like players in the MLS that played for the U.S. national team. Because everyone man, knows. There's only there's only one. No, like, don't don't bring up Dempsey. I want to fight him, man. <laughs> Dempsey seems like a cool guy, actually. Compared to I like Landon Donovan. Well, all their other trash. Icons At one point, no, him and Salcido for... played for Fulham. Huh. I mean, for clubs, like you could not match just for the club for what they did to the with the club, you know. So, I because I've always felt there's been Mexican players that have had that that talent to come in and make a huge difference, and a lot of them, I guess, because they came even though they probably didn't want to. I don't know. It just feels like the mentality has been off. Where I think um, it's like a letdown for me because it's like they should be like. Like, well, I think I, I think in most cases they really did come in and cash in. Yeah, that's this, and it's disappointing for me because it's like if there's a league you could dominate, and and this should be it, and it's like you. But don't if no one watches the league, then who fucking cares? Yeah, but exactly. But we should. We should look. Look at. But I mean, we have no obligation have to support Mexicans in You're the MLS. Like there's no Mexican obligation players. to do that. It's, I'm not saying to support icons here, but like I'm not MLS, saying to support the MLS isn't known for icons. Look at their icons. Their icons of players that played in the MLS, like the two biggest ones were Donovan and Dempsey. But Donovan and Dempsey, both two white dudes, uh, you know, caps in America. But outside of that, like, um, well, Bella, know, Bella how dare you disrespect Freddie Abu or Freddie Dudu or what was the name? Uh, <laughs> Pulisic, you know, like all those guys in Europe, but look at right now, like right now, Vela, you know, uh, he's Frankie. you can say he's one of the top guys at LAFC. He's not the face of the MLS. Neither was Bell. Bell wasn't the face of the MLS. It's like more of a team thing. No, but I don't mean I don't mean for the whole league. I mean just for the club. Um, I think Vela is. He's he's iconic. He's, his name's always going to be attached to that to LAFC now. That that's kind of what I mean. Where you come in, you have this impact. Like you could you could talk about Liga MX and go down the list, and you're gonna have 
each club is going to have at least an RG there that that it was massive for them. And so it's kind of at that point where teams want him because this means a lot of money for Liga MX because the better your players are, the more marketable. And so then that means they could be selling players. So everybody wins like in that scenario where it's like you're etching out players and they can't all go to Europe. So you you do end up selling. I mean, look at Argentina, how they how much players they export, you know, and they're not all going just to Europe. They send them everywhere, you know. Well, we literally had this conversation a few months ago. And you guys said I was wrong. I was saying that Mexico needs to export like crazy everywhere. It doesn't matter where. Just get them out. I, I wouldn't say you were wrong. No, I wouldn't. You guys, were, you guys were talking about, well, what matters more is that uh, teams that won the championship or whatever, they have played oh, from a you're, domestic you're, league and whatnot. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Just send them out. Send them to Vietnam. Send them to Madagascar. Just get them no, out. No, I agree with you. I agree with you on that point. I don't. I think that's another podcast, man. You, you're confusing. <laughs> I would actually agree with you there because I've been catching shit for talking about the coaches at like Tena de Guatemala and people have been clowning on my ass. And I'm like, he could take them to a World Cup and that would be massive right there, you know? Um, the same guy that won Olympic gold with Max. What a career. Oh, but going back to the Vela point, don't you don't you think that I mean, like I mentioned before, over here in the U.S., the the sports also the attention and for sports it depends on the market. You don't think that him being in L.A. with all those cholos, uh, it helped out with his exposure and everything. Like imagine him in in Houston or in Miami or. Or what was the other team, Orlando? Like it was not gonna have the same impact. You can send Mexican, know. you can send Mexican players all over the place. I don't think, you know, it's not gonna matter. I I don't know because you, I think it's up to the player, and it's like, do, are they gonna be professional? And then they don't care where they're at, you know. Like, um, so I could say like an example: players are coming into Necaxa. And they were bringing in some gold players, and Nicaxa wasn't even a, one of like a very known team. When when and they ended up having that great run, and when they had Aguinaga and and um, Praton Sarate, and they had that's Evo Vasai. They oh man, that team was stacked. I'm not forgetting more players, but they were bringing in some quality players in there. And it's like, that wasn't like Cruz Azul or America. No, Televisa that did that. Yeah, that was a great team. Um, but I mean, it was like, like you said, it was their fan base, right? This is when they played at Azteca and it was kind of empty stadium and they had the, the chiquiti boom type cheerleaders, the old mom and pop. I don't know if you guys ever got to see that. They would zoom in on some old couple. I don't know if you saw those games. They were old. It was just old, and they had like a matraca. And this was in the nineties, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's in the nineties. Before, but hey, I'm going back, way back. I think this is a conversation just for me and uh, <laughs> and Colasso. You guys go to bed. This is before, dude. Dude, yeah, there was in Barra... just lowered the volume. <laughs> there wasn't Barra Bravas, dude. 
you had the old chiquitibum because that was a that was one of the chants. Alabio, alabao, or chiquitibum. So something like that, because it used to at the World Cup. Yeah, that's, that's right. And you had matracas. And basically the only club that had like like a crazy fan section was Pumas. And a lot of it because the, the university and South American, you know, students. So they always the Pumas was always the more lively. Um Barra with their Goya and other confetti and other shit. But the other clubs didn't really have that. They didn't really have uh, what they have now. Those started coming in around the time of uh, Pachuca, right? They started, um, they started importing the, they started bringing in Argies to, to build the Barra Bravas. For sure. My, my point stands. Uh, Mexican players, they come over here, they take it easy. No one pressures them. Nothing's gonna happen. Hey, man. But, but that's, a, but that's what I was saying. There was no pressure back then. Liga MX had had no pressure like like it is now, and you still had these great players that made a big impact. Oh, but it but the culture is different. Hoel, come on, man. There was um, there's a show Atlanta, really good show. Highly recommend watching. But there's like a scene in that show where like this like rich white guy, he's like has this huge mansion. And he's like, hey, man, like, I have this new artist, and he's living in my house, and uh, what do you think of his art? And, like, he was just like, oh, this is, like, not good. Like, he, But he didn't he didn't tell that to the guy. He kind of, he kind of, fucking well. He tells everybody to go on mute, and then fucking proceeds to <laughs> watch I thought, dishes. I, I was mute. I was mute, but Ricardo was triggering. Uh Anyways, so instead of like calling him out and saying, "Hey, man, this is probably not a good investment," he he sees the he sees that the 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 guy with the money is oblivious, and he's like, "You know what? I'm just gonna take advantage of this guy." And he's like, "No, this artist is doing great work, but he needs a manager, and that manager is me." So like, I feel like Mexicans going to the MLS, they're collecting a paycheck, but they don't want to like say the quiet part out loud, and they're just like, "Yeah, yeah, just come to the MLS, get paid, and uh, don't say anything," you know, just. <laughs> But uh, we gotta stop to tr- stop m- trying to make the MLS happen, bro. It's just it's not the move. Exactly. I, I feel like Anne Frank, man. Bella. There's so much propaganda. Bella's been a professional the whole time. He's been trying to deliver for them, yeah. and he's getting all this hate. No, and I, I agree with uh, Ricardo. There's a lot of propaganda. The end man constantly, uh, uh, you know, making a, a stink at MLS, right? But my my whole thing is these some of these younger Mexican players coming up from like U twenties and stuff like that. They need to find some playing time because most of the Mexican teams are not playing them, you know. And I think that's what I'm getting at. Use use it, feeder system, whatever it has to be. But you got to get some of these players on that pitch. If not, where else are they going to go? Right? Some they're not going to go to Europe, or the vast majority. The vast majority are not. Survival of the fittest, man. Well, <clears throat> for sure, boys. Well, they next, do, like Europe, huh? Then you do like Europe. You know, how Europe has like Champions League, then they have a youth Champions League. It's yeah. the same thing. They should do like the Super League they're doing and the youth Super League. 
just give more exposure to your youth players. And at the same time, you're able to scout some players from the other side of the river. Man, a lot of our problems could be solved just by not having as many foreigners on the pitch. But every league's full of foreigners. Every league. Argentina's not. Well, no, well, not for sale. Or Uruguay. Yeah, but the, those are the two top exporters for a reason. But like, look at like England, Spain, Italy, MLS, Mexico, like uh, Holland, France. What's considered to be your top ten leagues? I would. They're all I would, foreigners. They all have. But, the but you know, look at uh, but, look at teams like uh, uh, Manchester United, Arsenal, Chelsea. Like the top teams, they probably have two, three English starters. Real Madrid has two Spanish starters. Here's the thing, though. Most of those players that that make up the the bulk of the national teams all come from their domestic leagues. I also want to add, like, one big difference, uh, especially with the the top, with the really top uh, leagues, like you're saying, Spain, uh, England, that their lower leagues are way more competitive. And that's where a lot of their players get playing time or a lot of their youth. They could play in these really competitive lower leagues. And Liga MX doesn't really have that. They just kind of have the Liga de Ascenso. And then after that, it's kind of like the level drops really drastically because there's not much going on there. There's there's not much incentives to invest and whatnot. So I think that's the major difference. I would say with Holland... Maybe the top teams are full of foreigners, but I know that they're known for like working a lot with youth. So I think that also, and, and they export a lot. So even if they're full of foreigners, they send a lot of players to all these top leagues. So that, that sort of helps them. Um, so I think that's, it's difficult to compare Mex to that because Mex just doesn't have that. I would just go back to how Mexico was you know, where it was like, what was it, four and five? Like, I think the FA was a lot, an extra one or something. Um, but that to me was like the magic number. And I felt there was better foreigners too, man. And just way more, way more talent to choose from. Like you, you saw more Mexicans competing for, for like top goal scorer. Now you don't really have that just like one guy maybe oh and to add to that second division thing uh also that second division in mexico is filled with foreign born players as well yep. <laughs> yeah to make to add to it to add more yeah, yeah. right i, I mean like copa mekis was great but they got rid of it to uh super league yeah it was it was great for the for the youth you're right it helped because teams didn't take it seriously so that means all these youth players got it got a chance to play. I, I, I do think Mexico shoots themselves in the foot where they get rid of stuff that has worked for them and they're always trying to reinvent themselves and I think they keep they keep failing where it's like they've had stuff that's worked and for some reason or another it's like it's never convinced them you know that this the is the way yeah, the money's not the money's not there. They they go for uh for something MLS run by MLS or that's gonna benefit <laughs> MLS. 
if, well, I, I don't if, know. If Liga Mekis could play all their games in the States, they would. They would. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, MLS they make wouldn't it. allow that. They'd go out of business. <laughs> <laughs> they, they've tried to do that. Seriously, they, uh, a certain... Uh, uh, I listened to this part, this podcast, uh, Reacción en Cadena, like after the Liga MX games, and one of the reporters, he, he even said that, that America was trying to was trying to do that and uh, do have league games in the U.S., like official league games. And the and the, the ML shit shut it down. Imagine yeah. having LAFC playing on the same night as America. Come on, man. <laughs> well, you yeah, know how yeah. their season well, their season starts differently than ours, so... No, but, but also some of these teams have their own fans now. Like, I agree with you, they would, they would outdraw them. But they would still, they would still sell out their stadium Bro, because imagine, they have a, a big. Imagine if you had like El Super Clasico, like instead of being in Jalisco or in El Azteca, it'd be like in LA. Are you kidding me, dude? Like a league game, not a friendly, like an actual league game. Yeah, yeah they would draw. Yeah. They would do high draw. But like I'm saying, these some of these teams, they they do have their loyal fan base. So I don't think those fans would. Go see the Super Classico and abandon their team. In LA, they would. Yeah, but but the point was that no. Liga Mekis would do it if they could. If they could get rid of all the games in Mexico and bring them to the states, they would. That well, not every team could do that. Well, not not every team could do that though. If you're playing, no, I'm line, saying if they could. If they could, they would. Well, like, yeah, host, because like, the money. Like, host, like let's say one weekend. One game a weekend in the states, if they yeah. could, they would. Well, that's why. Like that's why. Game. Well, that's why there's that whole talk of that merger, and I don't think it'll be a merger of like the actual league, more of like a cup. Then they just call the cup a league, like Champions League, right? Champions League is not a merger of all these leagues. It's just a cup that they play. It's called the Champions League. We have a so Champions think, League. Yeah, but it's like. It's more of a CONCACAF How many thing, more you know? cups do you want, man? We got the League's Cup. Isn't that well, enough punishment? No, but like saying it, if they could play more games, it, it just goes with, with um, being able to play more games in the U.S. I am so, curious. So we can all agree that the MLS is the devil, right? <laughs> no, it's the money. It's the honeypot. Nah. In certain areas. In others, no one cares. I, I'm actually curious to see like how things will change next year when Apple TV takes over the rights. I wonder if through then it will still be like, you know, talking about MLS and praising it like it's the best thing since sliced bread. I wonder if their narrative will change now that they won't have any coverage. I'm sure it will. And I those bumps I think it might stay the a lot same of their views off of the the Leaks Cup it will only be able uh, to be watched on Apple TV Plus. So, yeah, through then it's not going to so get like any in of that. Mexico, same thing? Uh, I think in Mexico it's different. Okay, because that's what I was saying. I think maybe they were hyping up MLS teams. So when Televisa does have these Mexico, they uh, got Mekis MLS games, you know, there's like kind of like attention for it. There's kind of hype. It's not like Mexico's playing some weak team. Hmm. We'll see what happens. But but that's a hell of a business plan. Just Liga MX is being taken over by MLS and everything Liga MX does is shit. Yeah. 
<laughs> All right. Well, I'm trying to wrap up this episode, but I'll leave you guys with one question. We'll go in, in, in order. You got to leave out one of these strikers. You have Funes Mori, Raul Jimenez, Henry Martin, and Santi Jimenez. Elbow. Who who are you leaving out of the World Cup? Funes Mori. Funes Mori. Not the not the response I was expecting, but I like it. Okay. Yeah, I leave out of Funes Mori. He's he's older. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, again, I didn't get a chance to watch today's game, so I don't know if he was one of the people who scored. But he did score. Um, <laughs> did he? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, he hasn't necessarily been sharp, right? I mean, he's. Sure, he scored a goal this game, but he hasn't been necessarily sharp. Older, he's kind of slow, man. I don't know. It looks looks like a giant noodle just kind of running through water when I see him running, man. Uh, and I don't know. I kind of like the kid, man. Uh, I, I, I like the idea of having Jimenez there. I'd rather have a younger striker uh, that's in that's in pretty decent form on the squad and ready to play than uh than the old timer Funes Mori. All right. Thanks for hopping on, Elbow. Um make sure to catch us next week because we're gonna be doing a whole World Cup preview. So definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. Uh Pastor, you gotta leave out one of these strikers. Who are you leaving out? You know, I wouldn't want to leave out Raul just because I feel he's not ready or anything. But if I was in Tata's shoes, I've been obsessed with Funes Mori, so I'm keeping him. Uh, I would do the right thing and take Santi because I need goals every 45 minutes. Uh, the one that I would uh, leave out would actually be Henry Martin. And the reason why is how many times has Henry Martin played with a national team, uh, the top, El Mayor, and when has he shown up? It's a fair like question. He has, he has, Henry Martin has not done anything at a national team level to deserve to keep that spot like as a solid backup. He's done great with America, but not with Mexico. So I keep Funes Mori, who I'm obsessed with. I keep Raul because he's clearly better than, uh, Fun, than Henry Martin. And then I go with a young golden boy in case I need a miracle somewhere. <laughs> and I think about Henry Martin. All right. Our number one fan, Ricardo, who are you kicking? Who are you sending home? I I actually disagree with all of you. I'd kick out Jimenez. Oh, finally, someone that makes sense. No, the the one the, the one that's in Europe. Oh wait, what? <laughs> For sure, man. Score scoring on Liga MX in the Liga, I take that over scoring. On broke, no name Euro Euro League teams all day, every day. Wow, I have not found an answer. I like it. Okay, <laughs> he was champs with Cruz Azul, and he left Liga Mekis as a top leading scorer. He scored five goals in Cruz Azul. He would have probably kept saying more if he stayed there. Maybe, maybe not. Cruz Azul champ. <laughs> They did I mean, eat seven by the. I mean, he's the, done his he's done his fair share too in Mexico. <clears throat> well, I know you don't watch games, but if you did, who would you? <laughs> 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 who would you not take to the no. World Cup? Yes, you're not dishwashing. 
You <laughs> you're actually gonna like my answer there. I mean, and only because you forced my hand. But I would leave Raúl off. <sighs> Finally, man. Raúl, I would leave him off because he's he's not match fit, and he just hasn't been in form for a long time. Um, I mean, I said I would take him in the team overall, but if if it just comes, it came down to a cut of just strikers. Well, then, yeah, I would I would leave him out. For sure. For me, it's a obvious choice. Raul Jimenez, dude's been... He hasn't even been playing. I mean, that's the big concern is coming off of an injury, groin injury. Those aren't easy to recover from. Um, he has no business playing in the World Cup. And it's such a shame because... Before the uh, sideshow Bob cracked his skull open, he was one of the one of the main guys for Wolves and for the national team, and it was he was gonna sort of like take the charge after Javier left. So it, it's such a tragedy to see how his his career has has turned out now. Um, but I'm sorry, man. You gotta you gotta go home. We have we have other players that can actually be of service uh, in a in a World Cup game. And uh, your previous merits are just not going to be enough. Unfortunately, um, Tata will probably keep him in. And he's probably going to go to the World Cup, but we shall see. Um, Very excited to talk to you guys next week about the entire 32 teams um, in the World Cup. Our predictions as we get closer and closer to to that holiday. And um, overall, I'm curious to see, like, who you guys think will win the entire thing. Um, so make sure if you're listening on this, um, follow us on Twitter, make sure to uh, subscribe to our podcast and we should have a very juicy episode next week. Thank you guys so much for hopping on. We appreciate you guys and we'll catch you in the next one.